Welcome to the Houston Racquet Club Insider Podcast. This is the exclusive show for our team members where it is all about the who, what, where, and why of this amazing show. But before we begin, here's some food for thought. Hello, my name is Dwight Edwards, and the title of our message today is Continued Learning. I love this quote by Thomas Carlyle. He says, what we become depends on what we read after all of the professors have finished with us. <laughs> One of the most important qualities for maximizing one's potential is a refusal to be content with one's present state of learning. Look at the lives of great men and women throughout history, and you will find that so, so many of them were characterized by a raging thirst for knowing more, regardless of their age or station in life. The periodical Bits and Pieces offers the following example of this, and I quote, Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. was and still is generally regarded as one of the most outstanding justices in the history of the U.S. Supreme Court. He was known as the great dissenter because he disagreed with the other judges so much. Holmes sat on the Supreme Court until he was 91. Two years later, President Roosevelt visited him and found him reading Plato in the original Greek. Why, FDR asked. His response, to improve my mind. According to the prolific writer and former Secretary of Education, John Gardner, one of the great tragedies of our culture is that many, many people stop growing intellectually by age 25. I'm afraid that he's exactly right. That's why I love the quote from Scottish philosopher Thomas Carlyle. What we become depends on what we read after all the professors are finished with us. Extraordinary living and peak performance do not need continual input and learning to become the best one can be. They absolutely require it. If you haven't done so yet, consider setting aside 15 minutes per day for non-work-related reading, just to stretch yourself personally. You'll never regret the investment. A flashpoint, the extraordinary life refuses to rest on past learning. Go out, have a great week, and uh, you know what? Learn some things this week that you never knew before. Hello, everyone. Thomas Promo here, August 23rd, and here we go again. Uh, if you have not listened to the podcast episodes 1 through 12, please check in with the podcast library and uh, catch up. I will give a shout out to uh, Jennifer a couple of weeks ago. She said to me, I really like the podcast. And I said, um, well, which one is your favorite? And she said, all of them. So <laughs> thank you for that. Appreciate it because uh, a lot of folks, a lot of people uh, have put a lot of effort into this. And I appreciate you saying that. So this uh, episode, I'd like to talk about something called professionalism. What is professionalism and what does it look like? What does it look like here at the club? And you may have heard a lot of this about, uh, about professionalism and related uh, items in our HRC culture training sessions. But what we define professionalism as is the attitude, demeanor, and image we portray to each other, our members, our guests, and even our vendors, people we do business with. You know, carry yourself professionally in the way that you speak, dress, and act. But most importantly, be sincere. Don't fake it till you make it, no matter if somebody tells you that, it's a joke, trust me. Here's a quick tip. Make and maintain eye contact when you speak with somebody. Don't stare. That's kind of weird, but maintain eye contact, firm handshakes. You know, it just goes a long way when you present yourself uh, professionally. 
And remember, you know, our mission is to provide exceptional experiences for exceptional people. One thing um, I always use as, as an example, have you ever noticed when you when you are in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt or when you are in a suit or in a tuxedo, do you find yourself walking differently, taller? That's just because how you are presenting yourself and the state of mind you're in. So use that to your advantage when you put on a uniform, when you come to the club and when you interact with uh, our members. So on that, a couple of honorable mentions. The first thing I'd like to do this week, again, is write a, uh, write, read another comic card I got. This one was very special. It, it was on August uh, 4th from Michelle Heinz, and it's for, um, for Anna Gloria and Carmen. And uh, Mrs. Heinz writes, We've been members of the Racket Club for 13 years. Our son, Nick, has special needs, mild, and Anna Gloria and Carmen have been amazing to Nick. Whenever we dine in the grill, they both treat Nick with kindness. He feels like a movie star when they wait on both Carmen and Anna Gloria go above and beyond to make Nick feel special. Both ladies have even cut his steak when they noticed he had a tough time cutting meat. As a parent of a special needs child, I am deeply grateful to both ladies. Sincerely, Michelle Heinz. What a great personal note and what a great personal service and touch by the ladies thank you Anna Gloria thank you Carmen I keep doing what you're doing um, just awesome then I have uh, employee feedback so you know the summer staff is gone everyone's back in school but here's an example of someone that really took the time and gave us some feedback and he gave it directly to Richelle in uh, youth activities it came from Jack Schofield and he wrote Thank you so much. You all have been very kind from the moment I stepped through the doors to interview. You've created a great atmosphere with friendly and appreciative employees that I'm happy to call friends. I don't think most people can say they'll miss their jobs, but working with people like Anthony, Leslie, you, and everyone else made each shift fun and memorable. Thank you for letting me work for you, and I can't wait to see you uh, again. How about that? How proud does that make you feel? Rochelle passed it on to the team. Awesome. Just great job all summer long. And uh, thank you for sharing that comment. Welcome to the newest employees. We have Hannah Williams in the pro shop. Hannah's back. She was with us in 2012. And then we have uh, Janae Williamson. She's a fitness instructor. And uh, Lillian Ibisiako. Is that correct? I hope I did. Welcome, Lillian. I think we briefly met with Sicily and good luck to you in your new role here at the club. Here's our call to action. Um, trivi, like we did the last time, after listening to this podcast, head to the Trivi app and take a short quiz on professionalism. When you do, I'll enter you again into the next prize drawing. And what is the next prize going to be? Since this was so popular the last time we did it, let's do it again. Go to the employee Facebook group, and uh, that's the HRC Insider uh, Facebook page. And don't forget, if you cast your vote on the Facebook group, I'll enter you into the drawing for a second chance to win. Upcoming club events, we have uh, first, well, before I go into that, I want to say thank you and congratulations to everyone on the tennis team, everyone on the youth activities team for just an outstanding summer camp season. We came out of the gate financially because of it also for July our first month of the new fiscal year ahead of budget and uh, comment cards from members about the experience in camp all summer long have just been uh, terrific. So thank you all for your hard work out there in the heat. 
Um, as you have noticed, every Monday it's crazy. We have get ready for league going on. It's in full swing with almost 100 ladies over here getting ready. And then upcoming, of course, we have Labor Day barbecue on Monday, September 2nd. And for those of you in a clubhouse, remember we're closed on Tuesday. And that's it. Let's go to our uh, featured uh, employee of the week. Well, of the week of this podcast. So our next guest is uh, none other than Eufrazio Mejia. How did I do? You did pretty good. Pedro. Did I do pretty good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you really pronounce it? It's Eufrazio. Say that again. Eufrazio. Is everyone listening? Listen to the DJ over here. <laughs> Eufrazio. Yes. Mejia. One of the kind. That's awesome. Well, welcome and thank you for agreeing to do this. Your name came up and of course you're Mario's best new friend I hear because why is that? Oh, that baby picture. Oh, that. Yeah, but what about the Costco membership you won last last time when he drew your name? Oh. Remember? Yes, yes. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, uh, you know how this goes. You've listened to all the podcasts or at least some of them. The purpose of this is for everybody else to get to know you a little more. So um, where are you born? Where are you from? Uh, tell us a little uh, about you. Well, my history goes way back. So um, I'm going to start off with... Um, I was born in Honduras, um, came to the United States by the age of six. So most of my life I spent in New York City. Wow. The city that never sleeps. Right. Um, and then um, it came to a point that I wanted to do something different, and I decided to um, move on and decided to find um, some new um, adventures. So I came to Houston, Texas as a vacation, and I was like, you know what? I think this is the best spot for me to be at. So, how old were you? Um, 2016. Um, I'm 32, so I was like around 20, 29. Okay. Yes. Huh. Right before that big uh, official old age or 30. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and you came. I, th I believe you came to visit your wife's family. Yes, I did. I came. Um, and she told me like, oh, listen, um, um, I have family out there, and they'd be telling me that. Mm, that is definitely a different um, vibe and different energy and different weather. And I was like, um, I, I love my city. I don't think I really want to move out. But she was like, just give it a chance. You know, it might change your mind. So it definitely did change my mind because when I came in, I was like, oh, I'm in love with this weather. I love the environment. And um, most of all, um, the income is def it's definitely different. The yeah. cost of living is much less too. Yes. Sure. sure. Definitely. So, what month of the year did you come visit? I came in February. It oh, not August. <laughs> no, 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 no. I came in February as well. Um, we had like a blizzard storm in New York City in oh, 2016. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just go over there trying to enjoy the weather. Yeah. Yes. I don't I don't miss having to worry about making it home because there's a blizzard blowing when I had, when I had a club in Denver, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you have a you have a boy, you have a son. Yeah. Um, Talk he, a little about him. His name is Jay Elijah Mejia. Um, he's like my heartbeat. Like, he's everything to me. Um, he's a very, very energetic kind of boy. He's uh, he's loving and caring, too. Like, sometimes he checks on me, oh, daddy, uh, you be sleeping too much. You okay? You all right? <laughs> and funny. I'm like, yes, I'm just a little bit tired. He's like, you going to play with me later? I say, yes. So, he always, you know, yeah. makes sure that I'm good. How old is he? He's on six. Six years. Great. Yes. 
So I believe, Lindsay tells me, you worked in the restaurant industry for, what, 15 years now? Um, 12 now. 12 years. 12 and years. I started by the age of 21. Name a couple of places where you work. Um, my first, first job was at um, um, Union Square, mm-hmm. downtown in, Manh- in Manhattan. Um, I was in a restaurant called Five Knife, and then from there I decided to start working at a wine store. So I always been a guy that I always have two jobs all the time. So um, from the wine store, I used to also work in a different restaurant as well for uh, several years as well. Yes. Well, I'll talk about the wine store here in a second. That really surprised me when I read the uh, the prescript here, which is great. One thing I didn't mention when I um, introduced you is I think I called you Mr. Never Stand Still when when you were here for about a couple of months. I never saw you stand still. You're always moving. Um, it's is that um New York City vibe? Like I always have to continue going and going and going, you know. And New York City is like a twenty-four hour um yeah situation. So right. you gotta keep moving, you know. If you to um whatever you're supposed to do for that day, you know. Yeah, you are. You describe yourself as quiet and laid back. Quiet and laid back. Yes, I am. On the outside or on the inside? Um, quiet in the in the outside and. Is that typical New York City behavior, kind of? Yes, it is. Yeah. Because we usually we're not a very outspoken people. Um, it's sometimes um, the approach could be different, and it's it's not so much like we don't want to speak. It's just that um, we right. just gotta keep going and, and doing what we have to do for the day. So they come down to Texas, and everyone's like, "How are you doing?" And have a nice <laughs> day, even though it's eight o'clock in the evening, right? Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Took some getting used to. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah. So, um, I know that before you moved to Texas, your dad passed away? Yes. Um, so, during the time on February that I came, um, I called my dad and I was like, Dad, I finally have made my decision and um, I'm, I'm going to move out and stay here in Houston, Texas because I already got myself an apartment. So, he was like, um, oh, I'm so happy and glad that you know, you're doing something good for your family. So, I know that you moving out will be something great for you. So um, during that time, I had to take, I had to go back to um, to New York. Mm-hmm. I had one more month, so I went out there. And um, during that time, my father um, got sick and um, he had a heart attack. So, I'm so sorry. So um, the next thing you know, the doctor called me and told me that he passed away. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that was one of the most tough things because um, I got the I got the approval of you could do it, you'll be fine, you don't need me anymore. And I know you will still be succeeding in life. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate. I will share briefly, not my session, it's your session, but when I saw my dad the last time in 2006 when I went over to Austria and I said goodbye, I knew I was never going to see him again. It was something very strange, but I just kind of knew. And when I got the phone call, it didn't make it any easier, you know. But Well, he's uh, he's done a great job. I mean, you're an outstanding man and just your character and, and the work ethic is just absolutely uh, awesome um your your name wh- where's its origin and so um my name is um is el frasio and the way it has several i has a lot of meanings to be honest um but the ones that i know um one in particular was because um my grandpa um, his name was gerardo he um he was like a sailor so he used to travel a lot Mm-hmm. So if you um, shorten my name is Europe, 
mm-hmm. Africa mm-hmm. and Asia. Mm-hmm. So he used to decided to come out with that name, and also because he was a biblical kind of guy too, he um he got it from um, the Bible, Euphrates River as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, and specifically, the name is Greek, and it means he who uses words well. Oh, I did a little research. Oh wow! That's... And what a great fit it is for you, because <laughs> you do use your words very well. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. So, so your hobbies? You like working out? What else do you do? Um, my hobbies are going out to the gym, um, spending time with family. Um, also, I am. I like to, you know, being from New York City is it's late at night. It's like going out to have a few drinks, uh, hang out with boys, and you know, have a good time. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. and then. The next one really intrigued me. You have a lot of wine knowledge. I hope Isaac and, and Mesa are listening. Yeah, yeah. They're going to worry after this. Yeah, to def- talk about that. Definitely. Like, I, I wouldn't take the challenge, guys. So whenever <laughs> y'all ready. We can have a little blind tasting. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would win. I have that much confidence in myself. Awesome. Yeah. How did you gain the wine knowledge you have? Um, working on the wine store, um, I was working there for at least like four or five years. Um uh, my boss one day was like, you look like the type that you would like to, you know, learn more about this. So I was like, yes, I am. I'm and re, you know, kind of getting myself into these things. So um, he started teaching me things, the flavors of it and how it's made and how it comes. And that's how I got some knowledge of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of course, we always ask everybody else what they think about whoever we're going to put on the podcast. And the most common things um, that were said about you, you're easy to talk to, and they come to you when they have questions or they need help finding solutions. Why do you think they come to you? Um, the reason why um, I believe people come to me is because I will find a solution. I'm the type that I don't give up. So usually when someone comes up to me, it's like, um, we don't, I don't know this, but if I ask him, he's going to try to help me to get something done. Yeah. So I'm I'm very care I care about people. So when I when someone asks me something, I'm gonna do whatever it takes for me to get it done. You know what we call that in the industry? <laughs> we call that a natural leader. Mm. Yeah. So now we've we've pecked you. You know, we 200 plus employees, the ones that stand out. And there's a reason you're sitting here. So you're just another example of how, what you can do, and 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 your mindset is just phenomenal. I did not even know this, but you applied here six times. Yes, it was a it was it was a fight, but I won the fight. Why? Because I'm here. Well, you are, <laughs> but you wanted to work here that bad. Or? Um, I heard great reviews about this place. Um, um, and I have other coworkers that work here before too, and they were telling me, like, "Listen, if you want to go somewhere, you know, this is the right place." So I applied, applied, and there's a lot of things that happened. The, um, the last thing that happened was the Harvey um, situation. Mm-hmm. So. So I saw how the flood, you know, did damage to the place. So then I decided to come back one more time, and it was like, you know what, we're taking you in. Yeah, we went through quite a quite some upheaval there. So I'm so glad you're back. And 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 some of the things you mentioned, in, in the interest of time, I'm going to read some of these. Uh, but you are proud to be part of the HRC team, and you said that our bosses really care about us and make me feel safe and secure. And then you remembered something. I guess I said to you in the first staff meeting that you came to. And what is it I said? You said, um, it's not, it's not, um, I'm sorry. Um, let me see the phrase. Um, you said, it's not the way you clock in, it's the way you love doing your job. Why did that mean so much to you? It means a lot to me because mom, sometimes 
we forget that we need to be happy where we work. So um, sometimes people just come in and just clock in, and then I'm, they're not really happy doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, best advice. I can't stress enough how important that is. It took me way longer than oh, I was older than you before I finally figured that one out. You're right. It yeah. was way too intense. So I every day I think about it every time. Yeah. I, I'm not just clocking in. I'm, I'm about to have a good time today. Well, it shows. So your career goal is to do what? Have a restaurant. Open a Honduran restaurant? Yep. Chef no? No, not yet. Emmanuel no? Nobody knows. This is this is something that I've kept now, to myself. Now they do. Now they, they're going to try to train me. Like, you want to be in the kitchen, bro? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, as, as we always do, I'm going to wrap this up. And I'm going to ask you for just some of your... Um, input and advice to your fellow uh, staff, peers, team members, myself included, leadership, you know, you had uh, a lot of um, responses to the uh, the last staff meeting. Remember, we wrote all these things down on, on the butcher paper and put it up on the ballroom windows? Yes, I remember. Right? Now, I'm going to read what you wrote, if I may. Sure. The question was, what is a quote that you live by? So, the first one, Life goes on, don't look back. The second one, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What were the other ones you wrote? Um, one was about every day is... Every day is a blessing day. And don't focus on... The negative, stay positive, yes. Acidic. And um, love more and hate less. Yes, because that conquers everything. So, why don't we wrap this up and, and what would you like to share... Uh, with um, with the rest of the of the crew here at the racket club. Well, you know, we all come here to do something, but um, at the end of the day, we're doing it for a purpose. And um, being part of HRC stands out a lot, you know. And um, what I can say is that um, let's 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 keep working together. We're gonna get we're gonna get this really done. Yeah, definitely. Eufrasio, Mejia. Eufrasio. Okay, I'm going to work on it just like I had to work on some other names here, but I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I nailed Mejia, though, you said. Oh, yes, you did. You did. Okay, good. Yeah, but definitely. Thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. It was uh, my pleasure. Appreciate it. All right. This is Brian Dodge, and today I'd like to talk to you a little bit about harmony in the place you spend the most time at, that being the home. Oftentimes, being a team player is not as simple as it sounds. It means putting aside your pride and your preferences for the good of the team. Once we understand that our family is our team, we can learn to be a team player at home. So let's review three solid ways to do just that. Number one, make sure and, you, and grasp the fact that we are all different. The first step to building a successful team is to understand our differences. This begins with recognizing what we're good at and what we're not. Ask yourself, what comes easily to me and where do I often struggle? Then apply those same questions to your family. Once you understand where you're gifted, and where your spouse may be lacking, you can better serve them. For an example, if cooking is your strong point and something your spouse has never mastered, 
then take it to the kitchen. Love your family well by putting together a great meal that can be enjoyed sitting around the dinner table together. Don't be surprised to find that your strengths balance out your family weaknesses and their strengths balance your weakness. Number two, establish a common goal. Perhaps the most crucial part of being a team player is establishing a common goal. Our differences are often lowered in the face of great goals. So find something you can all strive for together. Whether it's loving one another, serving each other well, or supporting each other well, ultimately your common goal should be a part of giving rather than, yeah, you said it, receiving. So if your wife is feeling under the weather, give her a break and offer to do the dishes. Or if your son is busy studying for the big test, encourage your daughter to quiz him. Number three, execute your game plan. After understanding your differences and establishing a common goal, a game plan is sure to follow. This requires thinking through practical ways to get the ball rolling, thinking back on the unique gifts you have and your family possesses. How can these strengths be used to your advantage? Perhaps your spouse is a rock star at handling money. So encourage them to lead your family by planning a budget. Whatever it may be, it's crucial to execute your game plan together as a family. This is Brian Dodge wishing you a wonderful week. Thank you for all that you do in engaging with the Houston Racquet Club Insider Podcast. Let us know what you think and please make comments to engage at HoustonRacquetClub.com. That's engaged, E-N-G-A-G-E, at HoustonRacquetClub.com. And when you do, you'll be entered to win a great prize. Now go out and have a fantastic week.
You say you just don't see it He says it's perfect sense You just can't get agreement In this present tense We all talk a different language Talking in defense Say it I just wish I could have told him 